Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tanaguzzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast. My guest today on Calgary's podcast is Philomena May, who is owner of Philo Financial Solutions and a senior wealth advisor for Raymond James. Thanks for joining us today, Philomena. Nice to see you again, Mario, and thanks uh, for having me on. All right, super. Let's talk a little bit about what you do and maybe just we'll start from there. Just explain a little bit about uh, your career and uh, and uh, what your business is all about right now. So I am a senior wealth advisor and chartered investment manager and have been an advisor over the last 21 years and transitioned over the years to a couple of different firms to uh, all the way from career base to then starting my own company. Okay. And what we do is uh, myself and my team, we create financial plans and advise on a holistic level. So it's not just uh, the investment side or insurance, but looking at the big picture from even a tax standpoint, estate planning, cash flow, and overall working with families to make sure they're doing all the right things. So growing up in Calgary as a little girl, I imagine uh, you didn't have dreams of becoming a financial professional, but <laughs> tell me how you got into this and and, and why. Well, I mean, uh, growing up in an immigrant Italian family, uh, we always learned to pinch your pennies. We didn't have a lot growing up. And um, so I was always taught to to save and all the way from then being a bookkeeper of my um, my father's electrical company from the age of 16 and working with their accountant and, and doing that. And I know initially I was going to... I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't think I was smart enough. So I was going to go into teaching and then I didn't like kids that much. But now I'm teaching adults and uh, I ended up uh, getting my degree in uh, tourism and management. And I was actually managing uh, 12 men uh, just straight out of university. And then a new boss came in, male. It was initially a female. and he basically said a woman doesn't belong in this department and slowly cut hours, got rid of the female boss. And then I thought, there, well, there's something out there for me. I wanted to, I, I always saw myself behind a desk doing something powerful. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. And lo and behold, I put my resume out on Workopolis at a time when the internet was just fairly new. And I didn't even know if my resume got out into yeah. the world. And three weeks later, I received a call from a wealth management firm uh, asking me if I wanted an interview as a financial advisor. And I said, what's that? Wow. <laughs> so went for my interview. Uh, I had a very lengthy personality test. It came back uh, very well. Uh, and, and they said, you would be great in this career. So I gave myself a year. Um, I had to take extensive exams to even get into the industry. And they said, well, you've got three weeks until our next training session. If you want to get yourself to Edmonton, they've got to pass three exams if you want to make the next one. So I worked part time with the same company. And within three weeks, I passed all three exams that normally take about six months to complete. So I just had a fire in my belly that I, I just knew there was. I was meant to do this and and I gave myself a year 
and then made it uh, not only got through it, but got to rookie of the year. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it wasn't easy by any means. I mean, the first day on the job, I was in tears and one of the managers handed me a box of Kleenex and said, sweetheart, maybe you're not cut out for this. so my boss at the time he got angry and he said you just tell that guy to like just do not I'm sugarcoating what he said yeah Um, get back on the phones and don't stop and and then he guided me and he taught me how to use a state-of-the-art software that was very new at the time so this is 21 years ago now it's sort of becoming mainstream he said this is your ticket you get good at this and you will kill it. And so I really tried to become a student of the business and know it inside and out. And then that's how I started to get a lot of the accounts of some of the, the senior management and, and senior advisors. They wanted me in on the meetings wow. and because I had something unique that they didn't understand. It used to be napkin pitches for, <laughs> for many, many years, right? It was very old school. I was... Yeah. Um, there were very few women in the industry, so uh, less than five percent. Yeah. And to this day, we're we're sitting at about seventeen, eighteen percent. So it's still we're we're outnumbered by men. Our hosts come from all corners of Canada, bringing diverse perspectives and insights to the table. Canada'spodcast.com. Subscribe now. What do you think got you through that time, uh, especially uh, being? Uh, you know, female in a such a male-dominated industry. I I don't like being told that I can't do something. Huh. So uh, there was just there was something about it. Uh, failure was not in my nature, and again, having grown up in the household that I did, I mean, I, I looked at the sacrifices that my parents took to get here. Yeah. And then all the education that I took and then continuing to do that. I mean, I was fully invested and I just gave it my all and I, I didn't want to stop. So I just continued with the education uh, with all of what I've done to date. I probably could have been a lawyer and then some. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I do love what I do. And and the biggest thing for me was to help people. I knew I had a gift of helping people in the way that I talk to them and I'm there for them. It it wasn't even about um, knowing the craft. It was about helping people. Yeah. So is that uh, the main thing that you like about, uh, you know, this career right now? Absolutely. I mean, investing is, can be exciting. It was, yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a roller coaster of a career and and the the waves of the market. I mean, we went through the pandemic and then coming out of that. I mean, we I definitely have to be um, on all the time, but at the end of the day, an investment is an investment, and I can do that with my eyes closed. Yeah, but having the skill and the the genuine um, concern and relationship with my clients, that is what keeps me going. Do you and know that what? is a gift in my, in my opinion. And, and, yeah. and then it's also the intuitive side. So I'm very much an intuitive and understanding the root of the matter and having compassion around it. Yeah. 
the whole financial literacy stuff, uh, Philomena, uh, do you think there's been a, a over the years an improvement in 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 literacy when it comes to this, uh, or you know, or are we still in this sort of the stage where where a lot of people really don't understand a lot of this stuff and uh, kind of are overwhelmed or scared about all this stuff? I. We've come a long way. I mean, like I said, the internet is big and it could work for or against you. So Dr. Google, you know, we knew that even with with uh, physical ailments and looking things up. And it's not always what you see on the internet is not always truth. So um, that's why it's important to make sure you know what you're reading and, and understand it and having uh, a relationship with different professionals, whether it be with myself or uh, involving lawyers accounts it everybody is so different and and to try to conceptualize all of it and take the emotion out for yourself is a whole different animal yeah so yes we've come a long way but i'm still seeing a lot of gaps and and even in the school system oh, yeah. they started to teach it but nowhere near where we should be like mm. kids should be learning about this when when they're oh. much younger True. So true. Yeah. So when you uh, you look at uh, your career now, like, you know, you worked obviously with firms and uh, and you and now you're also you know, with your own uh, company. Uh, what is it about being, uh, I guess, an entrepreneur that you like uh, uh, being the boss of your own company? Well, it can be great, but it could really suck at times. <laughs> um, but uh, even when I was with the career-based firm, it was essentially my own business. So yeah. like I said, I, I kind of fell into it and I didn't even know I was going to be an entrepreneur. They told me after the fact. So they basically said, here you go. You'd be great. Yeah. Like, great. Finished my exams. When do I start? Oh, by the way, you've got to buy a computer and you've got to do this and you got to go out and get your own business. And so evolving from that, then I started my own company six years later. Yeah. And so then I was full on entrepreneur with my own brand and, and developing that. And that's one thing is how do you de develop your own brand so people know who you are? That's that's one thing. And then as far as evolving to then having my own branch uh, as of six years ago, so there's um, staffing issues and, and even having gone through the pandemic, I mean, learning how to navigate through things you can't control. So as entrepreneurs in general, there's yeah. always something we can't control. There's always something that comes at you and you're like, now what do I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sure. But it can also be rewarding because the harder you work, the more rewarding it can be. Yeah. And, so as long as you have the right people with you and beside you, you can you can do a lot. And and even in the last 10 years, had I not had good people with me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Stay ahead of the game with our expert tips and strategies that will help your business thrive in a digital era. Canada'spodcast.com subscribe now. How do you juggle? Uh, you know, one of the things that um, uh, I, I remember uh, years ago, a friend of mine who was an artist, a really accomplished artist, telling me was that, you know, he, he said, you know, Mario, I've really got two jobs. He said, you know, one is I'm an artist and that's what I do. 
right? But then the other job is, is I'm the owner of my business and I have to market my company. I have to, I'll make sure everything is going well and you know all that type of stuff. Uh, how do you juggle that yourself? <laughs> Now, being a financial advisor and obviously in the owner of a company. A lot, losing a lot of sleep. <laughs> so I just had to learn. And, and for me, it was about uh, being the squeaky wheel because I would see things. I would visualize things and say, how do I do that? So then I would talk to people that were I thought were smarter than me. Yeah. How do I do this? How do I master that craft? How do I master that craft? And it was fine until like while I was small, I didn't know about all this stuff. And then, like I said, in the age of the internet, I started to see, well, I actually need to create a brand. I actually need to market myself. How do I, how do people know me and who I am? Yeah. And then how do I get the right people and and relaying the message? Yeah, no, I hear <laughs> so, you. So there's the day-to-day with the emails, the meetings, the phone calls. And then there's a whole other side where I need to develop. And it is a business. So I've had to transition a little bit from uh, working in the business and now to on the business. So I'm still very much in the business, but trying to um, mentor and hire correctly so that they can take some of that heavy lifting so that I can master my own craft and optimize what I'm doing as as a branch and as my business and, and, and creating that balance for myself. Now, how would you describe your brand? I would say it's dynamic. Um, I've always been a bit of a disruptor. So I like to be first in line of doing different things and, and being okay with failure. So you have to be able to try different things and be okay with failure, knowing that the next step you're going to be that much better. And so I try to represent all those things, not just for myself, but to create a message to people out there. Uh, Before I used to be more so women, empowering women, but as time evolved and I found myself also doing um, public talks and being on panels um, to empower men, I realized that there's a general consensus out there. It's uh-huh. just not spoken. So how do I represent that I'm not just there for my clients, but I'm also there for colleagues? So yeah, I would say that's who I represent. Okay, then. So, um, you know, one of the things that you uh, you, you mentioned, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at your bio, you, you've done a lot of stuff in terms of uh, – Public speaking, I guess, right, and uh, and and a lot of stuff like commentating on on stuff. How's that been? And have you enjoyed that, or I do, but again, it's it's wearing the different hats and, and yeah. the time. <laughs> so yeah. I've I've scaled back a little bit uh, temporarily when I went through COVID. I mean, I, I went on BNN for a bit, and then I needed to get back into the business because my business started to explode. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I truly enjoy it, and I still do it um, even with the university in mentoring uh, part of panels, even within the, the company, whether whether it's in the U.S. or, or Canada. Um, for me, that's what lights me up is giving my message 
And if I've changed someone's life in a small way, that's rewarding to me. So I I still continue to do it. Oh, excellent. So, um, uh, you know, when you look back at at your career, uh, you know, what advice would you give uh, to young females entering the profession now? Be that squeaky wheel. Don't be afraid to ask questions and try to, and this this is for, for men too, um, become a student of the business. Whatever you want to do, master that craft. So find something that you're passionate about, learn it really well, and try not to know all of it at once. Just take it bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And don't be intimidated that you don't know it all. So one thing that um I had to overcome and it still is in the back of my mind all the time because there's always something new it's impossible to know everything is that imposter syndrome and it's come up time and time again as I'm mentoring these university kids even as a mentoring peers it comes up so we all put on the hat that we we know everything but there's always that fear that fear that oh my gosh I might not know the answer or am I am I qualified enough? But you don't have to know it all. And you don't have to have all your ducks in a row. And even just to get started, just start today. And mm-hmm. I say that even to, to clients or to um, the, the talks that I do, it's start today, even if it's from a financial standpoint. Don't get stuck. Don't get frozen. Join our thriving community of like-minded individuals who share a passion for success and innovation. Canada'spodcast.com. Subscribe now. So, um, and looking back on that career of yours, uh, is there anybody or any uh, or group of people that that you kind of looked up to and, and, as examples? Uh, you know, the you know, not necessarily on a personal side of things, but more like out there in the in the world, uh, you know, of business, etc that that you kind of admired and uh looked up to i mean there's a lot of successful people out there um but i guess the people that have even overcome adversity yeah how did they overcome it you look at some of the greatest leaders they've all had stuff happen whether it was personally or professionally so yeah i wouldn't pinpoint it to one person but even even the the person that hired me you know i i i i live in gratitude of of saying thank you even though you know they may not have met my expectations at the time of how they mm. they followed through on different mentorship but it actually taught me to have a tougher skin uh, and that's one of the lessons yeah i had to have a very tough skin to even be in this industry, like walking into a conference and I was the only female. Like it was, wow. I wanted to turn around and go back to my hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> so, so looking at people and understanding what it means to build confidence, because I never, I never got into the business having confidence initially. It developed over time and looking up to people and how did they do it? So yeah. seeing how they evolved, well, if he or she can do it, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. So Philomena, what did you learn from your parents? Well, save money. Don't <laughs> be wasteful. 
Um, I have a few too many shoes right now, so I didn't listen on that part. But I also make more than I did then. Um, but and 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 be a good person, you know, have the values and integrity of how how they grew up. So those are those are massive lessons that I've taken on and and passed on to my children, and that's important. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, your personal side of uh, things. Uh, uh, I know you're heavily involved in the Italian community locally. Talk. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. So I am the president of the Calgary Calabrese Cultural and Heritage Society, which is. Um, celebrating calabria so that's the the tip of the boot and we're we're quite predominant here in calgary there's another um italian group but uh we've we've really been pushing along to to make a difference in the community and we raise funds for uh scholarships to award once a year at our annual banquet um Mm -hmm. which is every january and 400 people i mean it's 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 quite big uh, we enjoy putting it on. And then we've also been putting on other events throughout the year to try to raise funds so we can make a uh, a bigger impact. Mm. Okay, then. Why is it important for you to, to give back to the community, especially the Italian community? I will want to carry on what my grandparents and parents have done and instill that in my children. And... Two, there's something that feels good about giving back. So it's not just with the Italian community, but I'm also involved with with other groups in in raising funds and creating awareness because um, being blessed with what I have today, I I believe in paying it forward and it, it always comes back. Yeah. So I would imagine you obviously have a quite a busy life uh, with work and with the Italian stuff. What do you do to relax? Um, well, in the winter, I haven't been out yet, but I do love to ski. We're hoping for better conditions, but I'm a bit of a princess. I'm not going out in minus 40. Um, <laughs> I do love to stay fit and and that was not always the case throughout my life. So I, um, I would say over the last two decades, I've really taken on fitness and eating well and making sure that my longevity is there and was even dealing with with different clients and family members, I see the importance of um, thinking ahead and and also trying to lead by example with my kids about eating healthy and, and staying active. Yeah. I do a lot of that. Um, I love to travel. I don't do it as much as I should because of the business. So working yeah. on that work-life balance, but uh, definitely hoping to get back to Italy in the next uh, year. and then uh checking some items off my bucket list of places i haven't been to like egypt Ooh, japan wow. yeah, I've, d- I've done a lot of mexico i've done kind of a cliche trip yeah uh, i was recently in portugal and paris over the summer that was fantastic yeah so i, I love experiencing different cultures and I'm not afraid to dive in. So I've I've been to places like Thailand, and that was definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and and I also do that to to test myself. So whether it's um, taking on a challenge on a difficult ski run, uh, Black Diamond, 
or taking a trip to an unknown place where I may not know the language. It's taught me step out of the comfort zone, get past that experience. I I got out of it unscathed. So then I take that into the business as well. And even just from a mindset perspective on a personal level, mm-hmm. how do I expand the mind and 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 live life to the fullest? Oh, excellent. Well, thanks so much, uh, Philomena, for joining us today. Thank you, Mario. It was a pleasure. All right. That was Philomena May, who is owner of Philo Financial Solutions and a senior wealth advisor for Raymond James. I'm Mario Taniguzzi, managing editor of Canada's podcast today with Calgary's podcast. Thanks for joining us.